0: This week's guest podcast is the Hope Over Fear online debate between Peter A. Bell and Dave Thompson and it's around the question of list parties. We're going to be broadcasting this in two parts. This week we're covering the opening speeches and questions between the two panellists. Next week we'll cover the Q&A from audience questions. Good evening, uh, Feske and Ma to everybody and welcome to the Hope Over Fear online debate coming to you live from various corners of Scotland tonight. My name's Gwen Sinclair, I'm an activist, an independence activist, I'm also a member of the CND and I'm chair of Asia CND and a member of the SNP as well and tonight I'm going to host an event which I think and hope that you'll find really interesting and not only that. I do think it's a very important subject and I think that there's been much debate about it and tonight we're actually going to try and find um, you know, a, a point of view from two different points of view tonight on whether we should vote, use our two votes in the Scottish Parliament elections which are coming up in May. Two votes, one and two for SNP, or whether we should we should vote use our first vote for SMP and our second vote for an independence party. Now, obviously, we wanted to max out the amount of people in who are representing us in the Scottish Parliament um, who support independence. And there's never been a more important time. Perhaps the most important election that we could, you know, and we can we can think of just now is the Scottish Parliament elections to show that we are very, very politically engaged in Scotland and that people in Scotland are very much wanting independence. And we want those who represent us to actually, you know, we support independence. So tonight we've got two guests who have come along to to debate that with us. The first one I'll introduce you to is Peter Bell. Now, Peter's a blogger and many of you remember him from speaking at a lot of the Yes groups back in the last few years. He travelled throughout Scotland and spoke to, including Ayrshire, where I come from, And he also uh, writes a blog and he also has done done a lot of speaking at rallies. So, hi, Peter. Good evening. Hi. And our other guest tonight is Dave Thompson. Dave Dave was an MSP. He was an MSP for SMP with the Highlands and Islands for a number of years and then he became the MSP for Sky, Lochaber, and Badenoch. And he's now. representing the Alliance for the Independence Party tonight. So he's going to be discussing his opinion on that. But basically tonight, our hope is that we will answer your questions. Now, we're going to hear from our two speakers. And thanks very much to both of them for coming along. And we're also going to be getting questions coming in from you who are watching at home. So obviously, if you've got any questions about it, please do get them sent in. And I will do my best to ask as many as possible and um, so we're hoping that it'll be a really good night and lots of information comes out of it. As I said, it's such an important election and it's important that we know what is our you know what our options are basically as independent supporters for that election. So I'm just going to start off then tonight with um, going through some, how it's going to work. Peter's going to speak for a few minutes on his him, you know his opinion on it and Dave will ask him some questions and then that'll swap over. And we're going to be putting the questions out, bringing questions to them from you at home so that you are watching. And then at the end, there'll be a summing up from both of our, our members here in the panel. So let's start off uh, with you, Peter. Would you like to start a little discussion about what, why you think we should, we should vote should and 1 and 2? Uh,
1: uh, right, OK, let's start with a correction. The uh, When the... Uh, Online uh, poster was first put up for the this event. Uh, I got a wee bit annoyed, and not because they would used an old photograph of me from from back in the days when I was a a fat so and so. Although that, that that was that was bad enough, you know. I put in the effort. I want to show off this new bod as much as possible. Uh, but what uh, what actually annoyed me was uh, just precisely what Gwen there uh, said there. Uh, I, I, I'm not in the business of telling anybody how to vote. I've never said to anybody that they should vote SMP 1 and 2. I, uh, I don't tell people how to vote. Uh, I, uh, I ask questions and I encourage others to ask questions. That's all. I, I think uh, when somebody's asking you for your vote, uh, you are entitled to ask questions of them. You're in, uh, you have a duty to ask questions of them, mm-hmm. and I just point out certain things. And this is perhaps where people have picked up their own so, uh, end of the stick. I, I mean, I point out, for instance, that uh, SNP one and two uh, has served to uh, keep the British parties in opposition for the past 14 years. Uh, that, uh, that has to be something, you know? it's not nothing. It's actually quite important <laughs> keeping them in opposition. Uh, I'm, I'm not asking for anybody's vote. I'm just asking that people really think about how they use their vote. I'm not asking, uh, I'm not looking to get a seat in Parliament. I'm not asking... Uh, Uh, how we get rid of unionists from the parliament. They are entitled to be there. Uh, They're there because people vote for them and we have a proportional system. And I quite like having a proportional system. Uh, It's not the, the electoral system that's the problem. It's the parties. It's the fact that they're British parties. The electoral system is fine. It actually works out quite well for us. So I'm not looking to get rid of unionists. So long as they're in opposition, they're not a problem to me. Uh, and I'm not asking uh, uh, how to get a, a pro independence super majority, uh, because uh, having uh, thought about the matter and having asked the pertinent questions, I realise that a super majority is of absolutely no use to anybody. It's not a super majority that we need, it's a super mandate. Uh, super there's nothing that you can do with a super majority that you can't do with a simple majority but there's a lot of things that you can do with a super mandate that you can't do if you have no mandate at all or only a weak mandate so I always ask the only question that's important to me is uh, what is best for Scotland's cause when I'm looking at the election next year I'm asking what is the outcome that best serves Scotland's cause, and I've come to my conclusions on that, and my conclusions don't involve any of these list parties. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what we're supposed to call them, but uh, my conclusions don't involve any of them.
0: Okay, thank you. So, um Dave, would you like to come in? You've, you're allowed to ask three questions here, so or, or less, you don't have to ask three if you don't want to. But, so would you like to ask Peter some questions?
2: Yeah, yeah, thanks very much, Gwen and, and uh, Peter. Uh, yeah, thanks for expounding your, your position there. That's very, very helpful. Um, I, I follow lots of your, your other stuff, as, as I do follow other bloggers uh, too. I, I just wonder, um, Peter, that when you say that... Um, you, you you like the current system, that's fine. It's a proper legal system, just like the Westminster system is um, where uh, Boris Johnson and his pals get an 80-seat majority on 42% of the vote. Um, why, why is it, do you think, that um, you'd prefer to have maybe, um, you know, 60-odd unionists in the Scottish Parliament talking down the SNP government, scheming and plotting all the time to undermine independence, rather than knock them down to, say, 35 with 25 independents supporting MSPs uh, from AFI um, to assist the Scottish government in promoting independence?
1: Uh. First point, uh, uh, the uh, Scottish Parliament and the Scottish electoral system, Scottish voting system, isn't anything like the Westminster system. Uh, I said I uh, quite like it because it's proportional. Uh, The Westminster system isn't proportional at all. So let's clear that one up right away. Neither did I say, uh, we've got the misrepresentation coming in earlier, Uh, Neither did I say that I prefer having unionists in Parliament. Uh, It's not a matter of my preference. It's the preference of the people who vote for the unionist parties. And as far as I'm concerned, so long as they have a vote in Scotland, they're entitled to vote for whoever they like. And if that means that they're voting for unionists, then I've just got to suck it up. My preference doesn't come into it. And I actually don't care if they're unionists in the, uh, in the Scottish Parliament. I'm not fussed about that. So long as they're in opposition, they can't do anything to stop our independence. So as uh, so long as they're in opposition, I don't care. Uh, what I object to is not the fact that they're unionists, but the fact that they're British parties and not Scottish parties. Uh, I, I, I hear you, Dave, saying that you want to get uh, the Unionists out of the Scottish Parliament. Well, I set my sights a wee bit higher than that. I want to get the British parties out of Scotland.
2: Thanks very much, Peter. Um, so do I. I've spent 55 years uh, since I was 16 years old uh, arguing that very point, and we're getting very close to it now. Um When Ruth Davidson took over the Tories, and and between 2011 and 2016, her whole mantra was vote Tory and stop the SNP and stop another referendum and stop independence and all the rest of it. And she succeeded. She doubled the Tory regional list vote and she doubled their number of seats from 12 to 24. That was tactical voting, that was strategic voting by unionists. A lot of Labour people voted Tory to stop the Scottish independence. In Highland, the Tories got more votes in the regional list than they did in the constituencies. And that's because a lot of Labour and Liberal people voted for them tactically, used the system to max the Unionist vote. They're going to do that even more in next year's election. So what would happen if... The unionists, as they do in most elections, advise tactical voting to their supporters to go to the party that's most likely to keep Scottish independence off the agenda, which is what they're going to do. And let's say by doing that, they max the unionist vote on the regional lists and keep the SNP from having a majority at all. That's not going to get you independence, is it?
1: So you're acknowledging that the SNP need list seats, the list, no, list seats no. that you're going to compete with them for.
2: No, that's not what I said. Um, the SNP will probably get a majority in the constituencies, but if the unionists then, then to why should the vote, I care? They can then, then why the
1: should I care? Sure. Why should I care what the uh, unionists do with the list seats? If they're going to be in the mo- minority, they they don't matter. They're not going to be able to do anything. It's the Scottish government that can act.
2: But they they can actually win, vote tactically in constituencies as well, which could be a problem for the SNP. Our proposals cool. are that we encourage all yes voters, including Labour yes voters, to vote SNP to make sure the SNP get their majority.
1: Yeah, well, we've, we've, all, we've already been doing that uh, in, the, in past elections. Uh, voting everybody who's uh, an independent supporter, no matter what party is their preference, we're encouraging them to vote SNP. And as I say, it's worked out reasonably well. You yourself referred to the put the way the polls are. Now we have that's all we have to go by. So we have to just keep saying as things stand. So as things stand, as you say, uh, uh, SNP uh, stand to uh, get a majority on the constituency uh, vote alone. Uh, The uh, list uh, would be a wee bit of a a safeguard for them, maybe. I don't see why other pro-independence parties should be competing with them on that list. And uh, I don't care uh, what happens to the unionists. I'll say it again. So long as they're in the minority, they don't
2: trouble me in the slightest. (laughs) Well, if they tactically vote in the Highlands, uh, they'll knock out the SNP list seat, one of the four that the SNP got. Yeah, but you uh, just... But sit, you damage, let me finish. That will damage the SNP. However, we've got an answer. We've got an answer for that. And that is to unite all the small parties and get people to vote for AFI and the small parties. And we will actually gain list seats in the Highlands and knock out unionists and make sure that there is an independence majority in the Scottish Parliament because it's not an SNP majority we need, although I think they'll probably get it in the constituencies it's an independence majority and that's the difference I'm not sure
1: there was a question in there at all, but I'll have to tell (laughs) you that there's there's a couple of points that i picked up on uh, right away you talk about uniting uh, well, so do all the other ones that are not uniting with you uh, so, yeah, I, 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 the unite, whole unite thing just is totally meaningless when it's coming from you guys. It just doesn't mean a thing. And this idea that uh, it's not an SNP majority uh, that we need, it absolutely is, because it's the Scottish government that matters in this situation, the government with a mandate it's not any of the other parties. It's certainly not the opposition parties. It is all about the SNP this time because it's all about the Scottish government, and there's only the SNP that's in a position to uh, to form a government. That is just pragmatic politics.
2: Okay. Thanks for answering my questions. Um, I'll maybe now do my five okay. minutes or so, if that's okay, Gwen. Um, Yeah, just to explain uh, fully what uh, uh, Action for Independence, and we've had to change our name to Action because the Electoral Commission didn't like Alliance, to explain what we're all about. And it's to do with the SNP list seats. We firmly believe that with the whole yes movement behind the SNP and the constituencies, the SNP will probably win around 69, 70 constituencies. And the latest polls are certainly showing that, although we can never take these things for granted. And that's great. There's a majority there. But the SNP people who vote SNP with their regional list vote, the second vote, uh, and six of the regions in Scotland, out with the Highlands and Islands and south of Scotland, totally wasted their vote. They elected no regional list MSPs for the SNP. But Tories and Labour and Liberals got in in their place. What we want to do is make sure that independence supporting uh, MSPs are elected in these regions uh, to replace unionists, to give us that supermajority that Peter says he doesn't need. You know, I was in a minority government between 2007 and 2011, and it was tough, hard work. Bruce Crawford, our business manager, did an amazing job. We actually won about two-thirds of the votes of the motions that we put forward in the Parliament, but we lost a third of them as well because we couldn't get the many coalitions that we needed in the Parliament at that time. I I would hate to be in a position where you've got uh, a majority of one uh, in the Parliament. What happens if somebody's sick or if someone uh, dies or whatever? You've then lost your majority. If we want to win... Independence and win the vote convincingly, we've not only got to get a majority of MSPs, we've got to get that super majority. 70 SNP and 24 from Action for Independence would give you 94. Plus, we should be looking to get a majority of the vote over and above that. The SNP for 953,000 votes in the 2016 election got four seats. The Tories and Labour between them got 960,000 votes and got 45 seats. Now, I accept what Peter's saying about this PR so-called system, and it is sort of PR, but it's not properly PR. The unionists have been using that system for decades, and Ruth Davidson used it very, very successfully. All we're doing is saying, we want to do that. Now, we've already got one of the smaller parties joining us. We are still speaking to the others, and I think once they start looking at the facts, once they start working through the statistics, they'll realise that the best way for them and for us and for Scotland, which is much more important than any party, is to unite and pull that vote together. All that we actually need is to get one person in eight, right? One person in eight who voted SNP in the regional lists in 2016 to vote AFI, and we get eight list MSPs across Scotland one person in eight to switch from the SNP and the regional West vote to AFI, and we've got eight MSPs in Holyrood. That's all we need. One in four, and we get 16. Now that's a huge bonus for Scotland. It means you've got people in that parliament that are actually positive about Scotland, that will not be trying to undermine the SNP government. Bear in mind that Westminster is already laying its plans to destroy our movement and stop independence. Surely it must be a good thing if we are going to maximise the number of pro indy MSPs in the Scottish Parliament for the pure purpose of delivering Scottish independence. thank you
0: very much. So um, Peter, would you like to ask Dave um, some questions
2: on that? Just
1: keeping on saying things doesn't make them true. Uh, Given uh, that at the moment we're uh, urgently (coughs) trying to get uh, people to register to vote and uh, desperately trying to get people to uh, engage with and participate in the, uh, the democratic process, uh, do you really think it's a good idea to be telling them they're
2: wasting their vote? Well, I think Peter that the the facts speak for themselves. If you are in any one of the six region, regions in Scotland where the SNP got no <coughs> MSPs, and you're an SNP voter and you vote for them in the constituency, it's it's obvious that your second vote elected nobody. At all, and for the SNP to gain any extra regional list seats in those regions, they would need an extra thirty-five to forty thousand votes, and these votes would all have to come from unionists. What we are saying is, don't vote for the SNP in the regional lists anywhere in Scotland, but vote for independent supporting parties under the AfE banner. We would just need seven or eight thousand uh, votes to get an MSP in those seats, and this is from people who are already committed to Scottish independence, who vote SNP in the constituency, but wisely use their second vote to vote for independence, supporting MSPs who have united under the AFE banner. They would need an extra thirty-five to forty thousand votes. And these votes would all have to come from unionists. What we're saying is, don't vote for the SNP in the regional lists anywhere for independent (coughs) supporting parties under the banner.
1: I'm I'm cynical. Uh, 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 The more people tell me how easy and wonderful it's going to be, uh, the more cynical I get. Uh, And uh, I didn't find an answer in there to the... The question: what, what I actually noticed was something that I've learned to watch out for. Uh, how uh, they, uh, when, uh, these, uh, the when uh, these the pop-up party, list party, uh, cunning plan party uh, uh, for when they're talking about the uh, the regional uh, vote, the list vote. Uh, you watch out for the times when they start talking about it as if it was a, a, a one-off, self-contained, first-past-the-post election. That's how they get to this thing about wasted votes. If in one minute they're treating it as if it's uh, uh, part of the uh, additional member system, the next minute they're treating it as if it's a first-past-the-post election. Watch out for that. Are you will say must vote. For uh, to vote for well, my second question, my second question, uh, you, uh, you talk about uh, unity. A uh, um, couple of weeks ago, uh, I took part in a, a, an online event where there was uh, yourself and somebody from uh, one of the others and somebody from the Greens, and uh, you were all talking about unity while you were all squabbling and uh, assuring everybody that you would never cooperate with one another, uh, this uh, this whole thing about unity is, is a myth. It's <laughs> absolutely essential for you even to succeed in your own terms, uh, and uh, it's a myth. It's just not happening.
2: Okay. Well, first of all... Um, I wasn't squabbling at that um, debate. It was the one (laughs) at Auburn, I think, that uh, Keith Brown, the deputy leader of the SNP, appeared in, and Lorna Slater, the co-convener of the Greens, and also Professor John Curtis, who at the end of that debate actually thanked me and said he understood better what we were trying to achieve after having listened to the debate now, others may well have said that uh, they wouldn't want to join. I think Warner said that. Um, and we're not asking the SNP to join AFI. Uh, but I wouldn't characterise it as squabbling, as you, you've put it. Unity is what we are trying to do, and this is unique. I, I would uh, um, ask you if you have ever heard in your life before, in Scottish politics, of a party with a constitution that specifically allows other parties to join it and to have their candidates selected into uh, winnable positions on the regional lists. All of the other smaller parties in Scotland are normal, basic parties with their own policies, um, which and they don't allow people, other parties to join them. They allow individuals to join them. Our our party, and it's only a party because you have to register as a party to be able to stand in the election. Uh, ours is an alliance, a true alliance. And you know what? I never said it was going to be easy. It's far from easy. But you know what? I've never given up in my life because something was hard. If I had been like that, Then back in 1965, when I was 16 and the SNP were getting 3 or 4% in the polls, I would never have joined them. I would have given up at that time, but I didn't. I persevered through the tough times and through the better times for 55 years. So I'm not a quitter. I'm not someone who balks because something's difficult. I mean, what you're really saying, Peter, is that if something's not uh, easy, if it's Don't difficult,
1: tell me what I'm even saying. It. Don't tell me what I'm saying. I'll speak for myself. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll, I'll quite happily show you the respect of letting you speak for yourself. Uh, I'll pick you up on a point there. You're not a party. You keep re- referring to our party. You're not a party. You've been knocked backed by the Electoral Commission once and you're uh, likely to be knocked back again. Who knows? No, no. You may not be a party. Besides, I still don't have any answer to how you're going to get this unity. You talk about how wonderful it would be, but uh, no explanation as how to how you're going to achieve it. At the very minimum, I reckon there's going to be three or four uh, pro-independence parties all, uh, all squabbling over uh, the same uh, 3 to maybe 7% of the, uh, the vote. Uh, and uh, I, I, I just see that as a distraction. I don't see any point in it at all. So we still don't know how you're going to... We still don't know if you're actually going to be a party, and uh, we can be, I think, pretty sure that you're not going to get the unity that you keep t- talking about. Uh, but that, that, that brings me to my main question, the big question. Uh, you're now calling yourself, this week, you're calling yourself Action for Independence. Uh, what action? What can you actually do? Even supposing you get two or three of your candidates. Uh, I don't know. Are they your candidates? I, I, I don't know. See, that's another one of the problems here. You talk about it being this new idea. Novelty is not a great thing when you're going into uh, elections. Uh, uh, people either uh, aren't interested or they don't understand it. Uh, uh, novelty is not an advantage. Uh, but uh, what I'd like to know is specifically, and I'm not talking about sitting on the uh, benches uh, uh, cheering, I see specifically what action does that word in your title uh, uh, stand for? What action? would you take in the Scottish Parliament to bring about uh, the restoration of Scotland's independence?
2: Well, firstly, our resubmission of our application to the EC went in two and a half weeks ago, and they said it'll take about four weeks probably to come back to us, and we're very confident that they will approve us uh, at the end of next week. So watch this space and uh, see what happens there. The only argument that people seem to have against us is that they think it'll not work, that we'll only get a few percent, just like all other small parties always have done. Uh, We're confident. If we can get unity, and that is key, you're absolutely right, Peter. And I think when the ISP, the SSP, and the Greens, and so on, realise that united we stand, divided we fall, they will think more carefully about coming over. No, they might not. Maybe we'll fail. Maybe we'll fall flat on our faces. But we don't expect to. We have high hopes that the logic of our argument here will win through. And you, I've never heard you actually denying that the statistics actually prove that we are right, that a million votes for the SNP and the regional lists delivered four seats, that's a quarter of a million per seat, whereas the unionists, Tory and Labour, another million votes, got 45 seats. You've never denied, to my knowledge, that our maths and our arithmetic is correct in terms of what we can achieve if we get up to the 5% and above, which united, we really do believe that we can. What we'll do once we get elected is we'll support independence. We'll back the the SNP government and the parliament in terms of making sure that it doesn't get voted down in a vote of no confidence, which could happen if there's a tiny majority um, next year, rather than a substantial supermajority. And we'll back that government uh, through the negotiations for independence. And we'll put forward as strong a case as we can to make next year the independence election. I would argue we've already had a major effect because there's much more talk now about next year being the independence election. The SNP seem far more positive about pushing independence next year. So I would argue we've already had an impact even before we've managed to get registered with the EC we are a political party. We have a constitution. I'm not sure if you've seen our constitution, but it would be useful if you maybe had a look at it and read it and uh, based your opinion on how we're structured, uh, you know, rather than what you think, uh, how we may, may be, be structured. So we have ambition, ambition for Scotland, and we are doing this as a one-off for next year. I'm not in this for personal gain. I I left the Parliament four years ago. I could have stayed on. There was nothing stopping me from staying on in Parliament. I'm doing this because I really do believe that it's an idea whose time has come, and I'm doing it for Scotland, for my children, and for my grandchildren.
0: So, is that us finished with the questions for just now, then? And are you ready to move? Were you wanting to come back on that, Peter?
2: I
1: just wanted to make the point that uh, there's Dave speaking for me again, saying that I've never questioned the statistics or the arithmetic. I've also never said that uh, this whole thing, because basically what they're going to do is try to organise Uh, Tactical voting, the reason the the unionist parties get away with it is that they don't have to try and organise anything because uh, what they're trying to do is very simple, very straightforward. And they just need everybody doing exactly the same thing. But I've never disputed that it could work in theory. Uh, There's lots of things that work in theory, uh, but uh, they don't work in practice. And I've never disputed the uh, arithmetic but I'm wits enough to know that politics is a lot more than just arithmetic. I've never disputed the statistics, because uh, it's the the conclusions that you draw from the statistics that matter. I I mean, it may be right to say the SNP got the 900,000-odd votes and you got four seats. That may be perfectly true, a perfectly accurate thing to say. But to conclude from that that you need uh, a, a proliferation of list parties is, uh, uh, is a, a bit of a nonsense. It's the conclusions that are, uh, that are drawn uh, from these things that are very dubious. Well, your conclusions... People, people say to me, I must... I'll, 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 uh, sorry, David, just excuse me a moment. Uh, uh, people say to me, I get this all the time, you can't argue with the numbers. You can't argue with the figures they say. To which I reply, "Cheers."
2: Well, Peter, you know you finished off there by saying you, you came to the conclusion that a proliferation no, what of parties, I said no, you just did. proliferation of parties wouldn't work. Well, you see, you've got it wrong again. You're not listening to what I'm saying. We have a constitution which allows the smaller parties. To come together under the AFI umbrella. Already, solidarity have come on board. If the SSP and the ISPs and the Greens came on board, you'd have five parties standing together. (sighs) Now, that's not a proliferation uh, of parties, that's a uniting of parties, a reduction in proliferation from four or five to one. That is what is behind our whole. Argument. Concentrate the effort. Concentrate the vote. Unite the vote. Unite the clans, if you like, and beat the unionists. What's not you like? You say it's your ambition,
1: and you say, if we do this, uh, hang on a minute, Uh, have we got to depend on that? I tell you what, here's the thing. Uh, I'll ask you a question. If you haven't got the unity that, uh you uh, your is your ambition by a particular date let's say three months before the election will you roll up your roll up your carpet and go home will you just uh, uh pack it all in disband AFI <coughs> uh,
2: you're basically uh, arguing that I should give up now well, I've said no no, now.
1: That's, I no 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 that's not I what I said give at up all very easily that's not what I said at all. That's not what I said. I said, you said that yourself that the whole thing depends on getting this unity. You said, if we get this unity, you said it's your ambition to get this unity, which implies that you don't yet have it. Well, we all know you don't yet have yes. it. What I'm saying is, uh, is there a point at which uh, if you haven't got that unity by that time, you will withdraw? Or are you
2: just going to carry on
1: even without the unity. In which case, why
2: is, why is the unity important in the first place? We are confident we're going to get the unity. No, no. We're con- now, let me finish. We're confident that the folk who currently vote SNP in the second votes, where their votes in the main are wasted, will see the strength of our arguments. And politics is all about putting your argument forward and convincing the people. We are confident that once we get that message out to the public, um, that folk will come behind us and they'll say, yeah. Now, if you actually look at what's happened previously, you'll notice that the SNP vote in the region, in their lists in 2016 was 2% lower than its constituency vote, but the Green vote was 2% higher than their constituency vote. These were people who voted SNP in the constituency and had already worked out that it was a waste of time voting SNP on the list. So they went to the Greens, and the Greens benefited. And I haven't heard anybody accusing the Greens of gaming the system, which seems to be one of the big problems people have with us. There are many more people out there when you explain to them exactly what you can do on a very small percentage of the SNP voters coming over um, who will see the strength of that argument. And we will be building that argument. And I'm absolutely confident that we'll get enough people. And once you see movement in the polls, then others will all come in behind. I'll tell you what
1: I think. I think the days days are gone when politicians could get away with dodging the question like that and just keep on talking in the hopes that everybody will forget what the question was. I think those days are past. I think people see that sort of thing going on. And I don't think they like it. I don't think they like it. If they want that sort of thing, they can listen to Westminster politicians.
0: Join us at the same time next week for part two of this debate.
2: And then life start on radio.